turn in your Bibles to um, Romans chapter 10. I'll get there in just a couple minutes. First of all, I just want to ask a little, take a little survey here. How many of you uh, have a, an independent Baptist church background? It means you've been in independent Baptist churches most of your life. Okay. How many have a Southern Baptist background? How many have some other denominational background? <laughs> okay. So when we start talking about faith promise missions, you may be a little confused. Uh, if you're a Southern Baptist, most missions are done through the cooperative program. Every church gives money toward that cooperative program, and once a year they take a big offering called a Lottie Moon offering. Those of you who are Southern Baptists, they, you're shaking your head, yeah, yeah, we know all about that. That's how Southern Baptists support missions. Most other denominations, some of the money that your, your tithes and offerings that go in on a regular basis, they go into a uh, program back to the denomination who distributes it out to um, different missionaries and mission organizations. As an independent Baptist church, and by the way, one of the reasons we're independent was this, this uh, financial thing. Uh, there was a time, and probably still is, that... that um, by giving through a cooperative program into something, you may be giving to a missionary who doesn't believe the Bible. And believe me, they're out there. And you give to, pro, to colleges and, and programs that, that don't teach the Bible. There's been all a lot of that stuff. And so that's how the independent Baptist movement got started. It pretty well was coming out of the Southern Baptists so because they didn't like where their money was going. They felt they were your bad stewards. A little history lesson. But how do we give... How do we send the gospel around the world? And that's what I've been tasked to talk to you about this morning as pastor said, hey, why don't you tell them about this today? I'm thinking that's a four-message series. And I've got to do it all at one time. So what I'm going to try to do today, along with giving you some great scripture, is teach how we here at Sunshine Baptist Church give to missions. You'll notice in the back we have a, uh, an area that says Faith Promise Missions. You see it all over the place. We have a table that sh shows our missionaries that we support. Um, we actually have in the back, there's some uh, sheets like this that tells it lists the missionaries uh, to the countries that we support. And we're looking to take on two new ones this year. Um, we want to take on Tom Parker and uh, Young Life, missionaries into the public schools, middle schools and high schools. What an incredible mission field that is. And also want to take on um, Bill Long going to Madagascar. And you know, there's several other projects that we would love to be involved with. I got a burden for a, a group of people I know that I've supported that uh, uh, they rescue people out of, uh, out of uh, human trafficking. And they educate churches on how to do that. It's a group out of Nashville called um, uh, Rescue One Global. And uh, Dennis would be right up your alley. They do those things both here, Philippines, and Thailand, where it's so bad. But how do we fund them? How do we get them out here? Uh, Dennis was talking this morning about his experiences on deputation and all, and, and I did that too. I was on deputation as a church planner, um, going to Gainesville, Florida, mostly to work with the college students. That's where I met Brother Bales 23 years ago. Ended up working with him, and we somehow we've been together ever since. Um, I don't know if it was his problem or my problem, but somebody's suffering through this. But uh, um, how do we do that? And I went. I had the horror stories of going, yeah, here's your love offering that's nothing. Uh, not even paying enough gas and just have to kind of get there. 
um, crazy things. But this morning, let me talk to you a little bit about missions, how we can do this. Let's go to Romans chapter 10. Let's start at verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Listen, missions is about getting the gospel message around the world. Oh, it's interesting, that word preach, I'm going to be preaching to you this morning, but if you really take the definition of that word, it just means to proclaim. It doesn't mean you've got to shout and jump up and down. It doesn't mean you've got to be standing in front of somebody and, and wave your hand and what's that old Billy Sunday pose like this. And it, that's not what it means. It just means to proclaim the gospel. And we are all messengers. We are all sent ones to do that. And here's the, here's the situation. We really, really need to do this because the gospel is the answer to man's biggest problems. So that's the first blank. There we go. It is our answer to all of our problems. First of all, the problem we have is the problem of sin. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Do you realize that every problem we have in this world today is a result of sin? Maybe not yours, but maybe somebody else's. And it all started with Adam in the garden when he decided that he would take the fruit and the fall of man, and ever since then we've, it's just perpetuated and gone on and gone on and gone on. The result is sickness and, 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 and misery and problems and difficulties and all is a result of sin. The gospel has an answer for sin. The gospel also is the, is the, uh, uh, answers the problem of the separation from God. Romans 5.8 but God commendeth his love toward us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, get that, we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have now received the atonement. See, the gospel reconciles us back to God. Whether you realize it or not, we are all born separated from God. We are, we are, we are sinful. We have a sin nature that is inherited from Adam. It keeps going on. That sin nature separates us from God. The gospel the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ was done to reconcile us, to put us back together, to bridge that gap of separation. The gospel also solves the problem of death. 
Romans 3, 20, 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. That's eternal separation from God. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, all a man's problems can be solved through the gospel. All a man's problems can be solved through the gospel. So how are we going to reach the world with the gospel? How are we going to be able to proclaim the, the gospel to all the world? There's our challenge. In fact, we don't have an option. In every gospel, um, in all the, the written gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, the transitional book, we are commanded to go and spread the gospel. We are commanded to preach the gospel. Mark says it easy. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. We are to proclaim this good news everywhere. Well, how can we do that? We must do that. Here's how we do that. First step. By being and sending missionaries to the world. By being and sending missionaries to the world. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. By the way, that verse had the greatest impact on me ever. I was lost. I believed everything about the gospel. I mean, I, you know, I was, we're, we're a southern family. I'm one of the true cracker families. If you under, let me explain that to you from up north. It has a different connotation. My family are Florida people. And, that, and, and even more than that, they were Florida cow people. They, they were cow hunters. We don't call them cowboys in Florida. They're cow hunters because you've got to go out in the woods and pull them in. <laughs> Seriously. I, and, and my daughter bought me a wonderful video um, for Christmas about Florida cow hunters. But my daddy was a cow hunter in uh, uh, Hardy County working for a man named Dole Carlton. And Dole Carlton gave me a horse, and I was working as a cow hunter in uh, Pasco County and and. It's a heritage, and my family's been here since the middle 1800s and uh, doing these type of things. So we are an old cracker family, and old cracker families have this religion. We know all of, we're all Baptists. Yeah, well, well that's what they say now. We, so I believed all, I was taught all these things. We didn't really go to church, and, and I don't know if you've ever been around a bunch of cow hunters or cowboys. They're not the, the most godly bunch. And, uh, but we had, I had all this knowledge. And then there came a point in time where God started dealing with me. And I went forward, and a man took me through the Romans Road, and he got to this thing, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let me explain that to you. In my heart, I realized that it has to be something personal. It's not a blanket statement. It's when I receive the Lord, when I call on it. Let me let you know, if you've never called on Jesus Christ as your Savior, don't wait. Do that today. Let's go on. How then shall they call on him who they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? Go into all the world and preach the gospel. How are we to do that? We are to be missionaries and we are to send missionaries. And it starts, we start doing this by we surrender to God. First step, we have to surrender to God. Uh, Romans 12, 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. 
And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Word, that, that phrase, present yourself. It's only logical. By the way, if you go through Romans, I love Romans, the book of Romans. Romans chapter 1 through 11 talks about the, the problem of sin and the, the way we go over sin and the powering of the Holy Spirit. And when we get to Romans 12, it's, he says it's only logical for us to present ourselves to God. It's only logical that we separate ourselves. We say yes to God's word and, and no to, God, to the world. And then we seek God's will. And God's will we know is that none should perish. You see, this reaching the world starts by surrendering to God. 2 Corinthians 8.5 says this, And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. It starts by presenting yourself. It starts with you. It starts with me. It starts with a surrender to God. I don't know how I got that. I get to, I get to be the guy that talks about money today. Okay? You know, it's real hard to give money unless you're surrendered to God. I mean, my, my wife is very frugal. And um, she has taught our children to be very frugal, and actually they're cheap. By the way, Pastor Bales, they, they're a lot alike. You know, Pastor Bales talks about being frugal. He's cheap. They're <laughs> yeah, somebody knows that. <laughs> Listen, before we can give, we have to give ourselves. Before I can come off and write that check or push the button on that app, I've got to surrender myself. Before I can share the gospel with someone else, because please understand, this is not just about giving money. This is about giving our talent. This is about giving our time. Those are the three things God's given every one of us, time, talents, and treasure. And it's about surrendering to him and to give all of those things to proclaim the gospel around the world. And around the world starts right here. Second thing we need to do, or we need to understand, is we are empowered by God's grace. Acts 4.33 And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and great grace was upon them all. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. You think about that. God the Son came to this earth in a backward country, in a backward time, born in a manger, humbled himself, gave all of himself so that we might be rich. Through All that is through grace. And we are commanded to do the same thing. We are empowered by his grace. 2 Corinthians 9, 8, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Just as our salvation is by grace, 
For grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. So our ability to serve and give is by grace. Hey, Kim, where are you? Kim Bates. Ah, there you are. How'd you like Good News Club? You loved it. Those kids were pretty good this week. Wait till they're pretty bad. <laughs> Takes a lot of grace to deal with those kids. Uh, Thursday, we're at the middle school. There was 35 kids in the middle school. Uh, they were pretty good. I don't understand what's going on. I expected a wild crowd. We do. It's called wildlife. <laughs> it so fits it. You get wild junior middle school kids running all over the place. And middle schoolers can say the strangest things and do the strangest things. It takes grace to serve and to minister to them. By the way, it takes grace to serve and to minister to older folks or younger folks or anybody. You see, it's not really natural for us to serve other people. It takes God's grace. It also takes God's grace as we give as we give our time, as we give our service, but as we give our money. And we are empowered by God's grace. By the way, and we achieve this, this gospel, this sharing the gospel, this getting it into all the world on purpose. Every man according as he purpose in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. 2 Corinthians 9, 7. We do this on purpose. Folks, God has given us a purpose to reach the world. That, we're not in charge of making people have decisions. We're in charge of giving the gospel out. We're just in charge of getting the message out. To share it. To share the good news. It, everybody, a lot of people get really um, uptight about sharing the gospel. They think you need to be a professional or have tons and tons of training. You really, all you got to do is tell your story how you received Christ as your Savior. All you have to really know is that Jesus died on a cross, he was buried, and he rose again to take away sin. And if you call on him, he'll forgive your sin and you're reconciled with God. It's not a complicated message. People just like to complicate things. Or they like to show it off. Well, the preacher, that's the preacher's job. Well, that's the, no, it's all of our jobs. And we have to do these things on purpose. We have to purpose in our heart to achieve this. You purpose in your heart to eat every day, right? Some of us eat more than others. We purpose in our heart, whatever you want to do, whatever, some of you have such great hobbies, you do such wonderful things, and you have such great activities and stuff. I used to fish all the time. If I wasn't fishing, I was water skiing. This is before I got right with God. I, man, my whole weekend, I, I worked hard all week long so I could play hard all weekend and then stumble back into work on Monday morning. In fact, sometimes I'd leave my, our family's lake house at 6 in the morning and drive back to Miami so I could be at work on time. Because we played hard all weekend. I purposed in my heart to play hard. We have to purpose in our heart to share the gospel. We do this on purpose. It's not by accident. It's not a second thought. We do this on purpose. That's why we're here. Last week, Tom 
as he preached to us, he, he came across with this message. Our purpose is to know God and to make him known. Let me give you one that I've been sharing with the young people and, and maybe shared with you all several times. Obey G.C. Squared. Obey the great commandment. Love God and love people. Obey the great commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Obey. Make disciples who make disciples. See, it's really simple. Know God and make him known. To make it down to four words. That's our purpose. And how we do that is by giving of ourselves. By purposing in our hearts. This, uh, this thing that we're trying to uh, achieve. This getting the gospel to all the world. is subject to the principle of sowing and reaping. We'll spend a little bit of time here. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Galatians 6, 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Here's three, four principles within this sowing and reaping. We reap what we sow. Okay, those of you who are not familiar with old English language are not farmers, Let's, let's go into something. When you plant a seed, you get what that seed is. If I plant a corn seed, I'm going to get corn. I'm not going to get sunflowers. Okay? We sow, we reap what we sow. Whatever we plant, that's what we get. Okay? So, if we are planting love, joy, peace, understanding, kindness, friendship, we're going to get that in return. By the way, isn't that what we're supposed to be planning? Fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5. Go in there and check it out. If we are planting the gospel in all sorts of places, are we not going to receive the fruit of the gospel? We're doing a lot of planting right now, a lot of sowing right now. Neil Armstrong Elementary, Port Charlotte Middle School, Port Charlotte High School, Every grow letter that goes out of here, hundreds every month. Three to four hundred letters go out every month from here. And inside is a track with the gospel. Seven hundred. All of this is going out. We are doing a lot of sowing. And we can expect, because God honors his promises and honors his principles, that we are going to reap. We are going to harvest. Here's another principle within this sowing and reaping. We reap more than we sow. Take one kernel of corn, you plant it, up comes a plant, and on that plant, two to three ears of corn, right? And on that ear of corn, how many kernels? I don't know, I've never counted them, there's a bunch. Okay, there's your principle. You reap more than you sow. You also reap in proportion as we sow. Sow a little, reap a little. little. By the way, those of you who want to be loved, those of you, we all want that. Those of you who, who, who want to have your needs taken care of, let me tell you, sow taking care of others' needs, it'll come back to you. 
So love, you'll get love. So kindness, you'll get kindness. You see, it's, it's, it's a very positive thing. And the more you give, the more you'll get. Doesn't that make sense? But we're made this way where we just want it all about us too often. If we give, it comes back. Sowing and reaping. This is God's principles. We reap in proportion to what we sow. And we reap after we sow. Before you can harvest anything, you've got to plant it, right? I want, I, want, I want to go out there and just get oranges off the tree. But I can't do oranges off the tree unless there's a tree. We just moved into a new place, and there's several fruit trees in the back. And they're small. The, the folks who lived there before planted them, and they need a little bit of fertilizer and a little bit of love, and they got mulch all around them, and you don't mulch orange trees. So I'll have to clean that out a little bit. Um, but if I want to get the fruit off those trees, I've got to plant that tree, let it grow so it can bear fruit. That's what we're talking about. Let me bring this into the financial area. You see, faith promise giving is, is part of this sowing and reaping thing. See, we're not giving to a cooperative program. We're not giving to a, a, an organization. We as an independent church collect money, and we support missionaries. Okay? Corey and Jessica is one. Tom Parker will be one. Um, Bill Long is one. We have several. If you look down this list, this church has been supporting Sam Slobodian for years and years, along with uh, Jerry Shaw. There's, there's people that have come in, and we support them. And, and how do they do that? We give. Not just our regular giving. This is above our regular giving. We give a little, we get a little back. We give a lot, we get a lot back. And what is it? It's getting the gospel around the world. One more principle here. We are provided through faith. We are provided for through faith. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Genesis chapter 22, it starts talking about, um, it's talking about Abraham. And Abraham is going to take his son, Isaac, to, God's asked him to give his son. Not just give his son into some sort of work. He's asked him to give his son as a sacrifice. Genesis 22, 14, and Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Jehovah will see to it. Jehovah Jireh. God will provide. You see, it's a faith thing. Let me talk a little bit about faith real quickly. We've been doing this faith promise thing in our family for many, many years. It started off, we gave like a dollar a week. We couldn't afford anything other than that. And we've gone more and more. We do is what God asks us to do. And in just a few minutes, I'm going to be passing out some cards, and I want you to pray over the next week or two on what God would have you to give toward missions. Not your regular offering, but above your regular offering, just designated to missions. 
Years ago when we were in Arkansas, my son, all of five years old, decided he's going to give a dollar a week. I thought, man, another dollar out of my pocket. Because he doesn't have any money. That kid, every time we'd go to a grocery store, it was called Brookshire's, something like that. He would go to all the soda machines, and he would go find change. He found a dollar every week I, for a year. I didn't have to pay his faith promise. He found the money every time. You see, he had faith. He had the childlike faith. I can give a dollar, and God provided. So that's what we're asking you to do. Pray, pray, ask God what he'd have you to give. It may seem ridiculous to you. There's no way in the world I can do that. If God lays a, a fund on your heart, if it's God that does that, then he'll provide for that. Okay? I'm not trying, I don't want anyone to be guilted into anything. You really get alone with God and find out what he wants you to do. And by faith, you give. Hebrews 11.8, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into place, which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed and he went out, not knowing whether he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Hebrews 11.6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Romans 8.32, He that spared not his own son. Get this. This is a great promise of provision. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? You see, God gave us the sun. We get light. We get warmth. We're able to grow things. He gave us the moon. He gave us the, the rest. He's given and given and given. And he's asked us to give back. You see, God the Father supplied the needs of the greatest missionary in this world has ever seen. You know, Jesus didn't have a job where he went to work during his ministry. Do you know how Jesus' ministry was funded? There were several ladies, several people that gave so that Jesus could minister. Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Susanna, many other wise men and wise women gave to supply the needs of Jesus and his apostles. And from Jesus' apostles, they were empowered by grace. We are here today. When we are empowered by grace, when we are obedient, the gospel goes to all the world. And people hear the message. That's all we're commanded to do is to get the message out. God's in control of pulling people in. We get the message out. What will you be part of? Gentlemen, we have some cards in the back. I want you to distribute a card to every person. What we're going to do, this is the invitation today. We're going to distribute a card to you, and uh, over the next week, two weeks maybe, I think, I think next week is when we're taking that, um, 
phrase promise commitment, yes, is next week. What we'd like for you to do is to take this card and pray this week. Ask God, God, what would you have me to do this week? What would you have me to do for missions? You see, we're those of you who come from different backgrounds, us who came in, in independent Baptist churches, this was just part of what we've always done. But those of you who come from different backgrounds where your regular offerings go into a pool and, and is distributed, this is a little different. We're asking something above that. By the way, one of the great things is we know our missionaries. We know who they are. We're asking you to give. But we want you to give what God wants you to give. He will supply. So what I'd like you to do this week, here's your invitation, this week, pray over what God would have you to give. The next week when we meet, we will collect these cards and we will collect the promise for the next year. This is what we do. We do this on a budget. This is our budget. This is how we do our budget. We take up the cards, we see what we have, and then we know what we can do. What will God have you to do? As you're praying over these cards, over what to give financially, let me stop a second. Also pray how you can give of yourself of your time, and of your talents to proclaim the gospel in Fort Charlotte or throughout the connections you have. See, it's not just the money. It's your time. It's your talents. It's giving of yourself as Christ gave of himself to proclaim the word throughout the world. Let's bow in prayer.